you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So uh, this week on the podcast, while in the lectionary, those that follow the lectionary season of Advent, um, this is known as the Joy Sunday. This is the Sunday that you light the pink candle. This is the Sunday that you hear the words from Mary and and the joyfulness of the anticipation of the birth of uh, of Jesus. However, in this season, as we are now um, post that event, one of the struggles becomes uh, the Advent blues kind of creep in a little bit. And, and what I mean by that is those, um, as we start looking at our calendars, as January or those days get here, like December 24th, 25th, uh, and then any other craziness we have after that, uh, churches and people tend to struggle a little bit. Uh, and and it kind of makes the season a little bit harder to get through uh, because we just see everything that's going on. And we wanted to talk about the Advent blues today um, and talk about some ways maybe we can combat that. Maybe some what are those? And and both Zach and I definitely could share some things uh, on that, and we will. Um, and and so Zach, as you think about that idea of the Advent blues, what kind of pops up for you? Well, it, it makes me laugh because we have this struggle. Uh, kind of a self-induced struggle, right? Between Thanksgiving and Christmas with there's something every day. You have Thanksgiving, you have Black Friday, you have uh, small town Saturday uh, (laughs) living, you have Sunday, you have Cyber Monday, you have Giving Tuesday, all within the first handful of days after Thanksgiving. Uh, And then you throw on Christmas concerts and Sunday school parties and this, that, and another thing. And we come out of the gate, out of Thanksgiving leading into Advent, heading into Christmas, just, you know, like a, like out of a cannon, right? We just head first into it and we get to this point in the season and we're, we're burnt out, you know, for lack of a better term, I guess we're, we're burnt out because we've just been going so hard for so long and yet we still have more time. And it makes me giggle a little bit because the whole season of Advent is designed for us to do the exact opposite, to wait to rest in the waiting, to rest in the stillness of this season leading into the birth of Christ. And uh, we as people tend to do the exact opposite. (laughs) And we struggle with that, and rightfully so. Uh, It's an exciting season. Uh, There's a lot going on. There's a lot to be excited about heading into um, heading into the holidays, right? And yet we find ourselves getting there and being exhausted and tired and burnout and not wanting to deal with family and not wanting to deal with the stress of everything else. There's a lot wrapped up into this season that we willingly participate in. And then we, you know, reluctantly or unwillingly or can't avoid participating in. Uh, and, And so for me, when I think about the Advent blues, I think about, well, what are the things that I can let go of uh, and not have to fully invest in or, Uh, you know, leave aside because they're not life-giving this season. Um, And what are the things that are life-giving and how can I grab onto those and and ride those out this season as as we uh, carry on for the next couple of weeks into into that celebration? 
Yeah, as as I was thinking about this idea, and and it popped up into my head uh, mostly because I was working on uh, before we got on, I was working a little bit on Blue Christmas, and uh, that kind of just uh, as I start thinking about that and that service and what that service means, and we've had some podcasts on Blue Christmas, and I'm sure you can find those uh, and, and and listen to those. But I, I start thinking about how hard this season really is, mm-hmm. um, not only just. Um, for all the things that are going on, but just the stress that the season induces. And it doesn't have to be that way. Um, and I think this is something that we as church leaders can ask ourselves, are we putting too much stress on our people? What are some things we can take off their plates? What are some things we can do differently that will help alleviate the stress of the season where it's not like, oh, you know, I got a committee meeting that has to meet you know, can that committee meeting being an email? I mean, we live in a space where that needs to be something we discern mm-hmm. um, and crafting a space, crafting spaces, uh, not only in our daily lives, but as we lead, whether it's leading uh, an organization or a church or whatever it is we lead, um, crafting spaces for people to have space and give permission for people to have space and say, hey, I know you've got a lot going on. Um, let me do this for you, or let me, um, let's not do this right now. We can, you know, this is not something important uh, and can be done later. And I know there are things that need to get done. And I know that there are services that need to happen. And I know like that stuff is, yeah, that's just the nature of the grind of this season. But I think if we come at it with a different attitude of not letting it bear us down and, and see where there's life in this and fruit in this and hope in this and love in this and peace and joy. Right. And, and and then well, I think on the the flip side of the the season that for those that struggle with this season, you know, I'm one of those people um, where this season just is hard on me for a lot of reasons. Um, is to not let yourself be consumed by it, but acknowledging that grief and loss, and sitting with it and saying it's okay to sit with it too. And, right. Well, and it, you know, two two things on that. I hear a lot of our colleagues dread the Advent season because they approach it with that as with the mindset that it is a grind, right? I mean, anytime that we approach anything in our life of, oh man, this is going to be a grind. Let's just bear it out and it'd be okay. Yeah. Our, our attitudes aren't in the right place. We're not embracing what Advent is. And there's, there's a point where we do too much and we feel like we have to do too much and it becomes a grind and it become nobody's benefiting, not, not the pastor, not the church, not the community members and not your family, you know, whatever it is, if we're, if we're viewing any part of our life, uh, during any season as a grind, yeah, we're not coming in that right space. Uh, we've not made space to rest. We've not made a uh, space to simply be, we're just grinding on through and that's not fun you know, uh, and, and, and to grief, right. That's one of the other things that impacts us this season. Uh, all of us have lost someone or something, um, at some point in our life, but especially in the last couple of years and to not have that space to grieve, uh, to not have that space just to be is huge. Um, no matter how long it's been, no matter if it's COVID related or if it's something you're grieving over the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years, that grief is still there and it's okay to have that grief. Um, You know, Matt talked about the Blue Christmas service and that's something he and I are both uh, passionate about making that space for because that intentional space for grief and to be 
and to not have to put on a smile and be joyful for a moment is huge. Uh, and I think this year, more than any, it's probably huge for all of us. Um, yeah, and, and so just approaching it with that space, whatever space you need, space to grieve, space to be joyful, space to say, I'm not going to go do that because it's not bringing me life, but this is, so I'm going to make time and space for that. That's, that's big. And that's what this Advent, that's what Advent's about, right? Is making space if we don't do it well. Well, I think that that's where asking yourself, you know, you're the innkeeper of your life. What are you going to let in? What are you not, what are you not going to let in? Uh, and, and, and look at things and say, you know, this is important or this isn't important and um, make space for that and be okay with that. Cause there are going to be people who are not okay with the space that you've made. And I, and, and I'm, I want people to hear that, uh, especially you clergy um, and um, need to hear this just as much as anybody else does is that sometimes you're going to make decisions that people aren't going to understand. And that's okay because you're making the best decision that you can uh, with the information that you have for yourself and for your congregations. And um, you know, cause you can't um, you can't pastor if you're not, if you're not healthy and, and working towards being healthy and, and, and coming, you know, as we're and still like, I'm not going to, I don't want to use the word post COVID because we're nowhere near that yet. Um, but in the season that we're in with anticipation of another variant, maybe wreaking havoc on our churches again, um, it will be okay. Make some space for you. And I think that it goes with clergy and lady and that we need to provide that space and live into it and do the best we can with what we have available as resources have been shrinking and as, as interest has waned. Um, I think this is a great time for us to take into stock what is very important and do those things and then say things that can pass. I, I heard a layperson today actually share with me. She's excited about getting to go see her grandkids, even though she knows she's missing some things at the church but she's really excited about getting to see those grandkids and that's what's important to her. And I just smiled and I said, you know, you're right. That is what's important to you and taking care of yourself and, and, and getting the joy of being with your grandchildren. That's important. Um, and I think when we do that, when we model that and provide space for that, it really does make a difference um, in our, in our settings, wherever, however we lead. Yeah. There's a huge permission giving it when, when people, especially uh, church folks, apologize, lament, you feel guilty for not being in church for any reason, right? Or at any time. Uh, and especially if it's with grandkids or self-care or just my response is always, well, you were, you were where you needed to be. That, that's where you needed to be for you in those moments. And guess what? God met you there too. And that's, that's a beautiful thing and beautiful beautiful permission giving that we can give, especially in this time of, uh, there's a whole lot of weird expectations that we expect people to be and do and, and whatever with the church. And, uh, don't be frustrated. If people don't show up, they're where they needed to be. Uh, and the people who did show up or do show up in our services, that's where they need to be. So let's put our best foot forward, uh, in making that space for all and wherever that may be. And I think that that's where too, not only just that permission giving, but the permission giving, uh, you know, acknowledging those seasons of, of, of busyness and grief and say, Hey, here's what it is, but we're going to do this. This is going to be great. And we're going to have a good time doing it. You know, I, that was one thing I think for this year, for me, for Advent has been more about, Hey, I'm going to have a good time. And yeah, I've got things to do and it's busy and it's a busy time of year, but I'm going to have fun doing it. And I've had the yep. blast. And there's some things that I've had to shelf 
mm-hmm. know, we didn't do a Christmas parade float this year because Shannon and I were just, you know, un- we made the decision to take care of ourselves and our families and be unavailable. And obviously my body also said, no, you can't walk, you know, two and a half miles uh, up and down hills. Uh, and, and, you know, like being aware of that and like, but being honest with that, if people were to ask to have an understanding of what you're trying to do or what, who you are, because I don't want that. I don't want this to be a crutch to where people just say, well, I don't have to do anything because I'm trying to do mm-hmm. some things differently. No, like we still need to do our responsibilities and that we still need to like do the best job we can, whatever our jobs are. Um, but there is, there is permission to say no, but also realize that with every no, you do need to have a yes every so often just to, you know, have some balance. Cause if not, then, you know, you have no balance and we all know what happens when you have no balance, you fall. You fall a lot with your hips, don't you? Hey, knock on wood. I haven't, I haven't fallen. I haven't fallen since the first surgery. So I'm actually pretty good. Well, and, and that's the thing. It's, it's a matter of uh, finding that balance in this busy time uh, and, and just being, being okay uh, where you are and finding the joy in life-giving moments. Um, because that's what we can't celebrate anything, family, birth, Christ, anything, uh, here, there, and yonder. Uh, if we can allow ourselves to find that space and find that balance, um, in this season and the seasons to come. And, and I think that's what we, we simply want to encourage you to do and make that space in your life, wherever you are, whether you're a pastor, a layperson, go to church, don't go to church, don't really care. Um, finding, finding that space that brings you joy this season. It's huge. It's huge. And, and, and balance helps with that too. I mean, it I'm does. Just, it's something I'm discovering. I think I've learned a lot this year is just the balance of, of everything that the more I've had balance, the happier I tend to be and my family too. I mean, that's just something we, we, I've been noting as of late, the more as I try to balance things out and not be too heavy on one side or the other, the happier I tend to be. Um, mm-hmm. And so we encourage you just to, to ponder that this week. So we want to, um, if, if you're looking for some really good podcasts, you know, we, we've, this is show number 300. Uh, this is our YouTube video number 300. Um, we don't know really exactly how many number we've really done because there's, you know, we've done some side episodes and all this stuff, but this is YouTube video number 300 once we end up loading it today. And, uh, you know, for the five years, we're entering year six in January. It's been a fun ride. And, uh, you know, I can't thank uh, Zach enough for giving us time and space for this and the churches that we've both have served in that time frame. I mean, we've served a lot of churches in this time frame since I started this, just since mm-hmm. we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, we, we have to give our shout out to our wives uh, who support us in this uh, shenanigan venture that we do um, with the craziness of, of being together and some of the things we've been able to do because of this and the ministry that this is. Uh, we recognize that and, and we wouldn't be able, like, we wouldn't be able to do it if it wasn't for our listeners. And we're so thankful for you. And, um, you know, as we get to wrap on 300, it's hard to believe that we're at 300 when, you know, five years ago, we were just jokingly putting something together. And I still will encourage you never to go back and watch that first, like six months of the bearded theologians. Not a good it idea. Is rough. I watched one the other day and almost cried as bad as it was, but it's there. And so, you know, you can find all that on our website um, at beardedtheologians.com. And, and Zach, do you have anything to reflect on as we finish up show number 300? Yeah, we just, uh, like Matt, I just really appreciate you guys. Uh, appreciate Matt. We'd be having these conversations uh, either <laughs> either way. And we uh, are grateful that you tune in uh, and humor us from time to time. Uh, really, it's a ton of fun. Uh, we love having these conversations with you all and hope they uh, 
you know, make a difference in your life and get conversation started and uh, every now and then make you go, huh. So that's, that's always my goal. And we appreciate you and uh, hope you have a, have a great holiday season and a Merry Christmas. Yes. Nothing shocks us more when we hear that somebody actually listens to us. That just, that brings us joy, but also is like, oh, it's humbling. Yeah, it's humbling. <laughs> um, and so thank you for listening. And, and we do wish you a Merry Christmas and, um, and a happy holiday season. And so for that, the Bearded Theologians, Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. Did you forget who you were? Yes. <laughs> After 300 episodes. I yes. I knew it. I knew it. First, guys, I want you to subscribe and like this video. And put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.